The 7th of February, we had our capital markets update in London. One of our key messages was that uh, we are continuing to invest in our next generation portfolio. Statoil is emerging from the downturn as a stronger and much more competitive company. We have reset our cost base, transformed our opportunity set and sharpened our strategy. We are value driven in everything we do. Today, I'll be talking to our Senior Vice President for Performance Management and Control, Svein Scheie, to give you a more in-depth understanding on how we are managing our financial framework while investing in our next-generation portfolio. I'm Hans-Jakob Hegge, the Chief Financial Officer in Statoil, and this is the CFO podcast Behind Our Numbers. Welcome, Sven. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Good to have you here. Um, before we dig into the numbers, Sven, um, you are the functional head of all the controllers, performance management and analysis um, across the company. Could you briefly explain what you do to enable the business? Yes, I'll uh, try to do that. Uh, we at the corporate level is a group of approximately 20 people working with the performance management, uh, the portfolio analysis, and then being the corporate controllers for all uh, decision uh, cases which are coming to the CEC and to the board. But we have a much stronger network across the group, both in the business areas and in GBS. And they are working on a day-to-day basis to drive performance, do the right prioritizations, focusing on how can we uh, get more value for out of less yes so uh, i know you have been working uh, extensively preparing for the cmu and uh, you get a great deal of respect and good feedback so let me just use the opportunity to thank you for your efforts uh, i think it's very valuable for the company no doubt so at the cmu we presented uh, our next generation portfolio with returns on a level that i've never seen before in my 20 years in the in the company um, you've been around for a while as well so could you briefly explain just how good this portfolio actually is yeah no we have a fantastic portfolio um, as you said it, it's one of the best portfolio when you take it into the consideration <laughs> similar uh, to you i've also been here for around 20 years and it's a fantastic portfolio in fact it has a break even of 27 dollar that means that uh, at prices above $27, we generate uh, good profit for this and generate strong uh, NPV. And also the internal rate of return, it's, it's uh, about uh, 20% and that's even at $50. And then when prices are higher, as our EPA expectations are, we will get even higher returns from it. One of our colleagues commented the fact that we actually also talked about a certain payback period. Uh, and it's f- not far into the future that we have the payback. Could you comment on that? Yeah, um, the payback on the portfolio is uh, uh, in 2023, if we have an oil price at $50 uh, or higher. So that means that uh, all the investments we are doing from now up until, uh, up until 2022, when these projects are starting, they are paid back uh, within 2023. And that is even at the $50 oil price 
And if you compare that with the, with the other projects that uh, we have seen earlier, you see that this is extremely strong. It's more or less like a payback on some of the wells that we have in time. And this is a total portfolio with 3.2 billion barrels of oil equivalent. This is the kind of talk that uh, the CFO likes to hear, you know. Uh, short paybacks from robust projects. Very good. Um, we also have added significant amount of resources. Yeah, the resources in this portfolio is uh, 3.2 billion barrels oil equivalent. Uh, a lot of oil in that one, but also some very good gas projects, which is adding to this one. And these are our projects that uh, will produce several hundred thousand barrels when we get into the 20, 20s. And then some other projects will continue for producing for, for 50 years. So it's, it's a significant contribution to our, to our portfolio of resources. So we are getting more for less as we have reduced our capex and increased our recoverable resources. And our capex has been reduced by more than 50% over two years. That's more than $10 billion. Yeah, it's uh, extremely high numbers. And uh, uh, the organizations in totality have worked extremely hard on this one, uh, working on uh, doing things more efficient, getting more for less. Uh, that has contributed significantly. Uh, there has been a strong prioritization in the portfolio. Uh, taking down CAPEX, optimizing the projects, and, and then getting them more profitable. And we have also done some, po- uh, some portfolio optimizations, which has been value creating and which has also impacted uh, uh, the situation that we are in. So that means that we are in a much stronger situation today uh, compared to what it, have, what it would have been if you look two years back. Uh, Johan Sveidrup is uh, one example that is part of our portfolio. I think it's a, a world well-known and well-described project. But we have some more projects as well, like Johan Kostberg's Nordic expansion and the Nor- Nord uh, Future in Norway. Internationally, I think Peregrino Phase 2 is also an interesting one, but maybe not all our listeners are fully aware of the Gulf of Mexico project. No, we have, have a strong portfolio in Gulf of Mexico. We have now built up and are producing around 70,000 barrels oil equivalent per day. Um, last year we put uh, two projects into production, Heidelberg and, and Julia. Um, and going forward uh, we will still have uh, some significant contribution coming from uh, one project called Stampede. We have uh, one uh, field uh, called Bigfoot, and then we have an expansion project in connection with the Tahiti. And these projects uh, is then generating significant cash flow uh, since we are not in, in a tax position in US. So how do you then compare our portfolio to our peers? Uh, first of all, if we look at our next generation portfolio, I think that is a portfolio that stands out uh, also when we are comparing it with, uh, with our peers. We have focused on improvements. We started early and uh, have improved the projects a lot. Uh, we are upstream company. If you compare our portfolio towards many of our peers, we see that those have more uh, refinery and more downstream on the portfolio. Well, we have concentrated uh, most of our efforts into, into uh, upstream. And there we really stand out with the next generation portfolio. So our commitment to create attractive, sustainable shareholder value is at the core of our strategy. That's what we stated in in London 
and we are well positioned uh, to continue to invest but this is a balancing act could you give some color on how we manage our financial framework yeah uh, it's uh, as you said Hans Jakob it's a balancing act uh, first of all we are uh, investing in the world-class portfolio we have uh, low break-evens in the portfolio and we still have maintained the flexibility in the portfolio meaning that uh, we can scale it uh, both up and down as as we move along it's also uh, when we are investing and when we are starting to do production we also are then generating quite significant amount of, of cash flow uh, we have visible production growth going forward this year expect then uh, four to five percent uh, growth compared with 2016 and then an annual growth up to 2020 of, of around three percent so so that is an a, a extremely important contributor to what we are investing in yes so this sounds very promising and uh, also we are improving our cash margin and we stated that we in fact are free cash flow positive at 50 this year could you explain to our listeners what that means yeah, being cash flow at 50, that means that we are able to, to cover both our organic investments, all our expenses and dividend if we have an oil price at, uh, at $50. And that means that uh, if prices are higher, then we will come into a situation where we are then generating cash uh, for the company. So, uh, but you wouldn't say that we are off the hook I mean, going forward, we expect significant volatility, so we need to continue to improve. Yes, and uh, we are on a journey, and we need them to, to continue then to, to do the improvements. The improvements have served us well up until where we are now. We have now seen oil prices coming up, but still there is high volatility in the market. So we need to be prepared. We need them to continue to improve, because that is something that uh, we can influence oil and gas prices is, uh, is, is the market that is setting the prices but we can improve the project and we need to do that to be a robust company also as we are moving uh, down the road into the future and this robustness thinking that the corporate uh, is in charge of is about contingency planning it's about different scenarios and in this um, planning for the sor sort of uncertain future the gearing has created some concern about some of the investors. How would you de describe the situation overall when it comes to the gearing? We currently have a gearing which is uh, just about 35%. Uh, we have a solid uh, rating from the rating agency, which is important to us. Uh, and uh, we have an ambition then to stay with the, with the single A rating. And, uh, we are also then comfortable in being in, in the current situations. We have um, plans for our portfolio. We have flexibility. We are in a situation where, where we can manage these situations. And of course, the increase that we saw uh, the last quarter was also then due to actions that we were taking to create value for the future. It was due to uh, the payment of uh, the Kakara transaction in Brazil as well as then uh, increasing some working capital to capture higher margin from, from high, higher pay, paying markets. So we are value driven in, in everything we do and um, going, uh, going forward, taking into account that uh, this industry is very capital intensive and returns have been somewhat lower. 
we have uh, visibility of our return on average capital employed above 10% at $70 per barrel for 2020. That is uh, quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, good returns. Uh, and it's uh, it's also then uh, giving uh, returns on, on our portfolio, which is then higher than our co- cost of capital. And uh, if you look at what does actually uh, return on capital employed measure, it's about then the profit that we are generating after tax, which is then uh, divided by uh, the, ca- uh, the capital employed. And the capital employed is actually our net debt plus our equity. So that means that uh, it measures the returns that uh, we are getting from our investments to the capital that we have invested in, in the company. And how we plan to distribute these capital and returns, uh, we will have to come back to. But uh, continuing to invest, doing M&A or increasing the dividend is, of course, uh, things that we we take into account going forward. Uh, Then moving to to one of your favorite topics, I I guess, the ambition to action, because uh, what we did in London is give a lot of promises. uh, g- based on the great opportunities that we see and when we communicated this uh, opportunity set to the capital markets I think we create, created some expectations and um, now it's about delivering as promised and improving even further. So how do we transform these commitments into our ambition to action in Stator? No, We are then focusing on a lot on then the totality of the portfolio. Uh, uh, we focus then on setting tough targets uh, for the business and uh, here we have seen a big cultural change in the company. Some years ago uh, we set targets and then often we saw revision of targets that, uh, that then took the ambition of the target downwards rather than upwards. What we have seen now is that uh, the organization is setting tough targets but then during the year they are uh, also coming back and then uh, proposing them to have target reviews and then being even tougher even though even though they don't see the final solution for it they, they propose tougher target but also the ambition to action is is then on the totality we need uh, to to continue the focus on stepping up our safety performance that is one important part of it it is about the continuous improvements that we are doing all across the business and then it's about then delivering on the, our long-term strategy uh, and setting actions, working on actions, uh, so that we're able then to deliver on those those uh, messages that we have given. So to just to the very end, uh, Sven, um, so we are not off the hook. Uh, we have to uh, continue to improve. Uh, and with the volatility we see going forward, we need to be prepared for uh, for various scenarios and you call that contingency planning so you have a plan A and a B and a C yes we have uh, we have different scenarios uh, we need to focus a lot on the continuous improvements that we are doing across the group and then building that in, into our culture that is extremely important because we can't do that much with the oil and gas prices but the way that we are performing our projects, the, the operations that we're doing on a daily basis, there we can we can improve. And then we need to maintain the flexibility in uh, in our portfolio, the capex flexibility that we're having, so that we can adjust for uh, for uh, for the portfolio as prices are moving up and down. 
So now we are in the situations in the mid 50s, but we know that uh, there is also going to be volatility going forward. So great, uh, Sven. Thank you for coming to my studio and thank you to all the listeners for listening in. Thank you.